Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With a diving catch, Rob's pools of extra bases, two down. So two home runs, three RBIs kicked away, probably run there defensively. That's five runs he's involved in. Matt Chapman. Olsen skies one high and deep to right field toward the corner of Dell. Out of the track near the wall. Leaps up and got it. Makes the catch for out number three. Olsen. All the goes. Hit out towards center field. That's smoke. That is going to be into the bushes. A two-run home run for McCutcheon. And the Phillies take a 2 nothing lead. Here's another 3-2 going again as Soto hits one high in the air. Right center field. Brinson near the wall. Leaps. And he makes the catch. Lewis Brinson makes an unbelievable catch over the wall in center field. All right, everybody, welcome in to this latest edition of the Belly Up Fantasy Live baseball show. Of course, I am your host, Kevin Wilson here. And as you can see, we have a full house. We're bringing on the power today, and uh, we know football is going on, but baseball will not be denied. All right, so joining us, as he so often does, and he's the... uh, the co-chair of this particular show, we're talking about Vince over there, and uh, he was just telling us about how the uh, local authorities over there are scared of his sports stove podcast, and well, they should be, and so he's bringing on the power. How are we doing tonight, Vince? I'm doing good, man. We're in fantasy baseball playoffs. I'm currently in the lead, so I'm yeah, I'm fair you right. bring that up, so I yeah. was going to, you know... There's- there's you, a whole you can get the breaking news if you want to on that. No, one. I'm not going to get too cocky yet. We got another week to go, and um, so I'll just keep on pushing through, and uh, and hopefully uh, we'll be sitting in the championship this time next week. Okay, all right. We'll see how that shakes out, and I'm sure I'll have something to say about that. And uh, also uh, joining us after uh, he was, we're not sure what you were doing last week, Dan, but. Uh, you're back with us, and of course, you're the uh, Belly Up uh, Baseball Department head over there. So, uh, Dan, how are we doing this evening? I'm doing great. I'm in the lead in the other semifinal. Vince I and I are on that, a so. collision course in our in our fantasy baseball championship, and this is a great time of year for sports. It is September baseball. Nothing beat the only thing that beats September baseball. Is October baseball, and we got that coming up in a few weeks. Right. And, uh, of course, also with us is uh, the uh, guy that that, uh, pretty much is the engine behind the TSS Fantasy Show over there. (laughs) I wouldn't uh, say that. Wouldn't say that. Okay. No. All right. But so, thank you. Maybe Commissioner Cooper clogs. might have something to say about that. He's, but uh, he's what clogs the engine at TSS. <laughs> okay. So I wouldn't say either, but somebody else on the show would. Yeah. So, but in any, in any case, Nick, how are we doing this evening? Uh we're doing all right. We're doing all right. All right. So, doing just doing all right. So we'll see if we can make you feel better during the show, right here. And so uh, we have a lot to talk about tonight and uh i wanted to make sure that i I get this because uh last week and this was your idea events and uh and and nick and i discussed this and i want to hear what you and dan have to say 
about this because, as you just said, that uh, all three of us are in the playoffs in our league. And so, Vince, I was curious to hear your answer to your own question of whether or not you have changed your strategy from what you did in the regular season to now that we're in the postseason. Yeah, this is the one of the negatives to sharing a show with somebody you're playing against in fantasy baseball playoffs. But yes, my strategy does change come playoff time. Actually, it started to change when I was trying to get into the playoffs uh, the last two weeks or so before, uh, last three weeks, I guess, before the playoffs started. I started to get a little tighter with, um, or I guess maybe even a little looser with who I had on my team. Uh, I stopped having patience with guys and started making the moves that were necessary. And now you get into the playoffs, and I got to understand there's still another another matchup, even if I beat you, Kevin. So That's I have right. to be more careful with who I'm letting go. But I'm more apt to drop a guy and add a guy uh, for just for the sake of getting some points for the night. Um, and then once I, if I make it to the championship, I mean, my roster could turn over drastically once I get in the championship because there's no reason to keep guys anymore. Nobody else needs to pick them up or anything like that. So it's just a matter of you know getting the matchups, getting the, the guys who are going to put up points, especially this last week. Uh, of a matchup if for there for me i mean i'm willing to let go of all stars if i need to in order to get the points to to win the matchup but like i said that's more championship at this level i'm still i'm dropping a few guys here and there adding a few guys here and there and when we get down to the last two or three days of the matchup depending on how the points are i'll make a lot of changes if i have to uh, to get through to that next level okay so dan what is your stance on this have you changed how you've done this past week as opposed to during the regular season Uh, yeah i've been a little more aggressive and it's all in the nature of of picking up points if a guy's not producing he doesn't have a spot on on my team there's no time to let someone figure it out and turn it around so for me it's turning and burning on the lineup and cycling through every night maybe even a couple times a night trying to find a pitching matchup that I like for the next day and hoping someone can give me some points. I mean, Nick Lodolo earlier this week gave me 33 points, hmm. and that's that's huge. It, that, that could be the difference in, in a matchup for a, a guy that really has no business being a, a regular piece of any fantasy baseball team, but with the right matchup, he can produce a fantastic outcome. Yeah, you got to view some of these starters like uh, him as well as kind of a seventh inning guy, right? In a, in a real game, I need a guy that can just give me some outs. I need a guy that can come in and just just produce a little bit. And when you're picking up these guys uh, in the playoffs, it is, hey, I just need you to get me positive points. And when they throw up 33, then you're like, hello. <laughs> that works out perfectly. All right. So that uh, answers the question pretty well. And so – uh, unfortunately we do, you know, baseball has been pretty under control for the past couple weeks, but we do need to talk about these new rules and Vince and I, you know, you and I have talked about this before when it was just an abstract idea, but now they are going to implement these rules starting next year. And so, uh, some of the rules pitching, uh, a clock. I guess they're going to need to put a clock somewhere on the field, kind of like the 24-second clock in the NBA. And as I understand it, you have 15 seconds to throw the ball. If nobody's on base, you got 20 seconds to throw the ball. If there are players on base, and uh, you can only make two throws to a base if there's somebody on it. And so – and then you got the the, – where you can only put – a couple players on one side of second base and they have to be on the infield dirt. And so Vince, as we discussed this before, I'm going to start with you. What do you think about all these rules and how do you think it's going to affect baseball? So I go, I see both sides here. Um, I I'm somewhat of a traditionalist, but at the same time, I feel like they're professional athletes, so they should be able to make do with whatever's going on. We're talking about the yeah. shift specifically, like getting paid millions of dollars, you can handle it. Like that guy shouldn't be allowed to stand there. 
Um, so I'm not a huge fan of banning the ship, but I'm also okay with it at the same time. Like, I don't know. I'm not passionate about it, I guess, either way. The pitch clock, they've been testing this out in the lower levels, so it's not like brand new to the sport. I think it'll help. It's going to speed the game up by maybe 15 minutes or so when you're all said and done, maybe, maybe more in some some instances, some pitchers and things. But I feel like a lot of pitchers have gotten gotten in the habit of going faster anyhow. Um, I think it's better for their rhythm and things like that. A lot of them have kind of sped up their whole process. So it'll help speed the game up. I got to tell you, I don't, I got nothing wrong with sitting on the couch or going to a ballpark and spending a good time just watching baseball. Uh, so time for me was not an issue with baseball. Uh, the bigger bases, okay, whatever. The shift is a big deal, though. I think the shift is a um, kind of like what hockey did when they when they widened their goals or what um, uh, football has done with the rules for the offense and what the uh, basketball has done with the, uh, you know, not allowed to touch anybody, that kind of stuff. It's just going to create more offense, which ultimately is going to bring more entertainment in a lot of ways as well. So I think it's good for the sport. I think it's fine. Um, at the same time, I would have been fine if we didn't change anything. All right. So, Nick, where do you stand on this? On I like the idea of the pitch clock because the thing is, what uh, baseballs primarily their their watchers are usually males from I believe what twenty eight to like one hundred and four. So they're, so they're trying to get so, – So my age is what you're saying. Well, hey, I'm like right there with you, bud. Um, okay. They're trying to get the younger people in it because because they're not – baseball isn't – I mean, the, you know, they say America's pastime. Baseball is not America's pastime anymore. It hasn't been for a long time. Uh, all the kids now, they are, they're going to basketball. They like fast-moving games, you know. I'm a teacher and it's a very rare niche where I find kids that are really passionate about baseball. Everyone loves basketball and football. So that's what they're trying to do. The shift. I hate the shift, but Kevin, you and I had discussed it. Yes. If you really want to get rid of the shift, learn how to hit away from the shift. That's how you get rid of the shift. Don't have a rule that says you, you know, you have to have a balanced field. You know, that's that's like saying in fo- football, you must only have four four wide four wide receivers and they must be two and two. You it's that's dumb. So I don't like that rule. The the bigger bases, that's what what's that gonna do? I, I think that's I think that's ridiculous. Why even mess with that? But the pitch clock is a good idea. And there was another rule that Kevin that, that you were gonna discuss that I can't remember exactly what it was. Uh, what was that rule that you're going to bring up? You're going to have to help me out with that, Nick. <laughs> oh, I okay, I thought I thought there was four, but again, um, okay. So, so going back to it, I like the pitch clock. Like Vince says, it's it's going to speed it up, but not by much. Uh, the the bigger bases, that's just ridiculous. Get get rid of it. That might injure people more more than it's going to help. And then and then the shift. If you if hitters just learn how to hit away from the shift, that'll take care of itself. All right, Dan. So, what are, where do you stand on all this? Well, the first thing I thought about is how are people going to start to manipulate these rules, and how strict are umpires going to be about this pitch clock? You know, we had the introduction of pitchcom this year. What is stopping a pitcher? who's up against a pitch clock, say it's a loud stadium in October, playoff game, pitcher goes, hey, can't hear can't hear the pitch come. Will they just get a ball if the, the clock runs out? If the pitcher starts it one second over, like how strict are umpires going to call these rules? Well, wouldn't they put a pitch clock behind the catcher so it's visible? Yes. I, I would think you would put one behind the catcher and you'd have one maybe, what, Center field somewhere, or so now you got one. The pitcher and the batter's got to be in the box at a certain amount of time, and so that everybody needs to be aware of this clock. Yeah, well, they've already got the rules about the batters having to be in the in the box to some discretion of the umpires. The pitch clock is behind uh, the catcher or back in the back back part of the plate back there, and then one of the infield umpires is responsible for calling it. Uh, when the time goes, I'll assume it'll be like the the NFL play clock where the referee 
looks at the clock and sees zero, doesn't blow his whistle yet. He looks back at the quarterback to see if they're doing anything. And then, so basically you get an extra second or two uh, in the NFL, and I'm assuming you'll get the same same with Major League Baseball as well. Okay, so there's going to have to be some adjustments, of course, all around. And that is supposed to be the penalty. If you don't throw the pitch on the time that you're supposed to throw it, it's a ball. And if you're the hitter and you're not in the box of when you're supposed to be in there, then you get counted as a strike. So I can imagine the hitters are going to make sure they're in the box because, you know, when, when it comes to baseball, you're already behind the batter is because you get four balls versus three strikes. So if you're already down one strike, you're going to get in the box. And uh, when it comes to this shift, I'm, I'm just going to throw the towel in on that. And uh, I've been for almost the whole time we've been doing this show for the last couple of years, I've been crying about players not being able to go the other way. And uh, it, it, it amazes me that they don't do that. And then people talk about, well, they throw 100-mile-an-hour fastballs and all that. Well, I'm pretty sure Nolan Ryan was throwing 100 miles an hour back in 1968. All right. So that I don't see that as being a whole lot different. But they're taught that from, from high school on, they, you know, just, just pull the ball. And so uh, we're fighting upstream on that. So I'm just willing to say, okay, uh, I, I hate the – you know, the shift, we've been saying that. I'm with you on that. And, uh, but they're going to do it. So that's just that. I'll say this too, going pretty much exactly what you're saying, but I don't hate the shift. I hate how the offenses handled the shift. Uh, right. I don't mind that right. they were. Right. They, they I, I don't like that the shift is necessary. Yeah. Right. It works. So, I don't like that it works. I think it's crazy. Right. And you know, as we've talked many times before, all you have to do is hit the ball hard one time in your three or four at-bats, hard to left field, and that shift would go away. All right, so there's that. And we're going to shift to the uh, to the standings. And this is the spot where we point out that all four of us, way back in June, July maybe, were talking about how the Atlanta Braves – we're going to don't discount them, even though they were huge, huge. You know, they had what double digit deficits and whatnot. But uh, this past week, the Atlanta Braves did, in fact, pass the Mets for first place in the NL East. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And so uh, for that alone, I think all four of us deserve this. So there we go. All of us. For the record, for the record. I said okay. Mets would still win win the East. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, so then do I need to ch- – I won't do that to you, man. I'm gonna <laughs> hey, you that's, her, boo, that's but, her game uh, and a half up tonight on Atlanta. So that – it's going to go down to the wire, right? And uh, I was watching a uh, pardon interruption the other day, and they are talking about it's not a big deal if you don't have the uh, home field advantage and all this other kind of stuff. Which in baseball, I'll probably concede that that's true. But if you don't win a division, that means you're in the wild card round. And let's say the Mets don't win a division. So you're telling me that you want to spend Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. And so if you do win that series, then they're going to be behind the eight ball because whoever it is they play in that second round is going to have their number one and two starters lined up to go. So. You want to win that division. 
I am thoroughly convinced of that because you don't want the the idea. Maybe you have to face the Padres and 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 Vincent. You and I had talked about facing the Padres and how they've not really done that great. But how do you want to face that team in the first round of the playoffs? Mm-hmm. And so, how do we feel? I'll start with you, Dan. Don't you think that it's very important to win that division? Absolutely. It's right now. It's the difference between playing in the wild card round and not playing in the wild card round. And that's, there's nothing bigger than that. Yeah, I agree. If, if, if you're able to miss the, the, just the wild card round in general, you don't have to play the Phillies or the Padres or the Brewers. If they were to, to, to get in, that's a, that's a good thing. You want your guys healthy. You want your pitchers rested and, Everyone can use a day off, especially bullpens in September. Extra days off will never hurt a bullpen. And you have to go win the division. If And if you spend a guy like DeGrom or Scherzer on short rest at the end of the season to go win a division, that is more than worth it if you're the Mets or if it's Spencer Strider or Kyle Wright for the Braves who pitches on short rest, you go and win the division and avoid a, a toss up almost in a three game series with teams that are pretty good in the Phillies and the Padres. Yeah. So Nick, don't you agree that that's the best way to go? You got to win that division. Oh, you have to, because right now I'm, I'm looking at the stats and I got that uh, too. so right now it says the NL wild card, the Mets, uh, I'm sorry. The Braves are plus ten and a half, and Philly is plus one, and and San Diego is right behind the Phillies. So right there, you you got two teams out of the NL East that are if the if it would end today are would make the playoffs, and so it it is dire that that you win that division because then then you're gonna be facing uh one of the two teams in your in your division, and as you know. That can go either way because they so know Vince, each other where, so well. Yeah. So, Vince, where do you come in on this? I think the Brewers have played this perfectly. Uh, go ahead and give up the division, <laughs> hang back, and then just at the very end sneak into the wild card. No, you want to win the division 100%. Um, you know, we've talked about it. I think bullpen probably is the biggest thing because starting pitchers, you're still going to get to pitch in a series. So, it is what it is. You still want your number one guy there for game one of any series you're in. But the bullpen is so crucial. Um, and and just having that, the, I think I think home field's important too, honestly. I mean, I know it's maybe too. Not, I don't, not I, as much as some. But, and some of it depends on the other, the other stadiums, right? Whoever you're matched up against, what kind of stadium do they have? Is it a hitter's park or pitcher's park? Those kinds of things as well. But I think being at home in October is is crucial. Uh, for for most of these teams at the very least, and uh, if my Brewers are oh so lucky to sneak into the wild card, uh, then that was the plan all along. But if not, what a miserable season for Milwaukee. Okay, all right. So switch, switching over to the uh, American League, uh, you had the Yankees that were on red. You know, it was it was an alarm. Okay, this is what it was for the Yankees earlier. <laughs> All right, because as of Friday, Tampa had closed a three and a half. Well, the Yankees had responded, and they won the last two games of that series, so they pushed them back to five and a half. And uh, I still think the Yankees are going to be okay. And so, uh, Vince, do you still you see any reason for uh, the Yankees not to win that division? No. I mean, they they've had their downfall. They've had their slump, all that kind of stuff. They're not as dominant as they were earlier in the season. Sure, Houston's the better team, but when they look at the at the East, yeah, I think it's I think that's where you're sitting at right now. Is is New York is the team to beat in the East, and Tampa Bay and Toronto are fighting there. They're going to make it in the playoffs. Obviously, um, neither one of them. I don't think have a ton of confidence going into the playoffs, but uh, neither do the Yankees. But the Yankees win the East. I don't, I'm not worried about that at all. All right, so Dan Yankees. Are they still on alert, or are they okay? Well, for the division, I think they're okay. You know, five and a half, it would take even 
more of an epic collapse than what they had in the the stretch following the all-star break for the Rays to catch them for the division. But that's not the Yankees goal. The Yankees goal is to go to and win the world series. And if Aaron judge continues to be their only offensive player that produces anything, that's, that's not going to happen because they just don't have the pitching to, to make up for only Aaron judge. And Aaron judge is the best hitter in baseball right now, but he can't win you a World Series by himself. As much as he's going to try, someone needs to step up for the Yankees if they're going to make might, a real push for the World Series. Yeah, if you're uh, Aaron Judge, you might want to have a, a back specialist, you know, on standby because he's been carrying that team all season long. So maybe uh, the massages and whatnot. Just make sure you know Deshaun Watson's nowhere around. You'll be okay there. But uh, but uh, but yeah. So. So Nick, Yankees alert. Are they still are they okay? Well, I've, if you recall, I said way back when we first started the show that's going to be the Yankees and the, and the Dodgers in the World Series. So, I'm going to be sticking to that. Um okay. so I don't think that they sh- that they should worry. Um again, Toronto and Tampa, Tampa Bay, they always they always nip at the heels, but they always usually fall by the wayside when it counts. And then Houston is, is Houston. You, you got to worry about Houston. But Dan, I was going to pose this question to you. Uh, you said that there's, that they don't have pitching, uh, to make up for, um, anybody else but Aaron Judge on offense. What happened to Garrett Cole? What happened to Garrett Cole this year? Can you explain he, that to me? He's been fine. He, he's a good pitcher, but he hasn't been the great pitcher right. that you the Yankees are paying. You gave $300 million to, or whatever it is. The 324. So, yeah. So, uh, so I think the Yankees are going to be okay. And, uh, you know, Vince, here come your White Sox. Yep. You're on them. And they're two games back. And, uh, I'm, I'm now going to, uh, say I disqualify the Minnesota Twins. They got swept <laughs> at home by Cleveland. So they're out of it. And so, Vince, are you still saying, yay, uh, yay, Cleveland? The White Sox? Are you I'm, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with it, um, but I'll say this: Cleveland has won my respect um, as well. I, I didn't really respect anybody in this Central Division, but Cleveland has won my respect. So, I mean, it, I think it's down to them and the White Sox. I like I like the Guardians better than the White Sox, just as a fan perspective. I like their manager better. I like their players better for the most part. Than the White Sox. Actually, if you take Tony LaRusso off the White Sox, I probably like the White Sox a lot. But yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. But nonetheless, I, agree. I yeah, I'm sticking with that uh, that statement. Uh, I'll stick with the White Sox being able to pull it off before it's all said and done, and t- overtaking the Guardians. Okay, so Dick, Chicago White Sox, did they did they overtake Cleveland? No, I said from way from way back when I said that Cleveland okay. was going to win this division. So okay. I'm sticking with it because they're proving me right. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Dan, where do you stand? You know, you want to see a team that can pitch. That's that's the Cleveland Guardians right there. They've got starting pitching just falling out of, of the team right now, apparently. Shane Bieber is not even the best starter on the team right now. Emmanuel Classe might be the best reliever in baseball, is the best reliever in baseball. I know Edwin Diaz has a pretty strong argument for that, but Classe is right there, and that's – that's a formula. If you get it, that's a formula where if Jose Ramirez can go Super Saiyan in the playoffs, that's a team where you might not score a run and Jose Ramirez can drive in four. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you lose two games to the Guardians and you're out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So the Guardians have the recipe for a long playoff run. The question is can they continue to execute that? when it gets into October, into the playoffs. Okay, so shifting over to the wild card, we got Tampa, and you got the Mariners, and Toronto are both a half a game back, as I was checking the standings earlier. And uh, I think we're all ready to disqualify the Baltimore Orioles, even though a great story as that is. And as you mentioned, Vince, they didn't – They not only did they not add, they subtracted from their team. And so, uh, and they still hung on, which is crazy. And they've hung on, and that's great. 
but Baltimore <laughs> is not going to make the playoffs. So that would have been a nice story, wouldn't it? That would have been a nice story been, if if Baltimore and the Mariners had both figured out a way to get in. That would have been nice stories all around. But it's going to be Tampa, it's going to be Seattle, and it's going to be Toronto in some form or fashion. Which why we are still watching baseball. Like I mentioned, there's a half a game between the three of them. So we're going to see what happens there. All right. So now we're going to transition over to our fantasy part of it. But before we do that, True Classic has some words for us. And as I understand it, Dan has a new uh, ad. So we're going to find out what Dan has to say. And uh, we'll be right back. Football is back, baby, and our new sponsor, True Classic, wants you to look and feel your best even after a couple of brewskis or going full force on your fantasy football draft. Sure, it's football season, but it's also butt-to-couch season. Luckily, True Classic has the absolute best-fitting clothing a man can buy. Snug in the arms and chest with a little extra space in the torso, their T-shirts are designed to keep you cozy and highlight your best assets no matter what you're up to. So if your special someone is upset that you're watching football all day, at least you can look good doing it. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men find a perfect fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. It's about time to get your fit together, so upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. If there's one bet you should make this football season, it's on True Classic. True Classic, look good, feel good. All right, so... He needs to make one for uh, us baseball people here. So he was talking about football during that. But uh, us baseball guys, and uh, as I had mentioned before, my wife, when I put on one of those shirts, loved it. So you don't need any more endorsement than that. I'm sorry, Dan. Wife takes precedent. She loves it. Therefore, if you're needing T-shirts and who doesn't, you need to get over there to that true classic. They've got a great lineup. So go ahead. Get over there, but wait till we're done with our show here. All right, so we're going to talk about some, uh, as the regular season, as we all know, is, is, is a week past now. And so uh, we could talk about some uh, players that we think should be designated, like player of the year, hitter of the year, pitcher of the year, stuff like that. And so uh, I'm going to throw it over to you first, Vince. On uh, who do you think is the player of the year in fantasy baseball? All right, so I broke mine up. I split up the differences between um, uh, batters and pitchers. Sorry, I was just taking off. We had a uh, a shot at my Packers shirt about the need for a new uh, True Classic T-shirt. I apologize, <laughs> True Classic. I, uh, I actually I actually got some polos and did not put one on for this this show. Uh, I apologize, True Classic, but they are very comfortable. Um, yeah, anyway, you need to be wearing, like us, you know, my L.A. Dodgers shirt right here. Yeah. Okay? You need well, to be representing baseball. Okay? Yeah. I Listen. Anyways, I'll, I'll pass off. It's <laughs> <laughs> football season now. It's been a crazy weekend, man. It's been awesome. Um, so I did AL and NL batter MVP, fantasy MVP for me. I did uh, Shohei Otani. Uh, on the AL side, and Paul Goldschmidt on the NL side. Both of them phenomenal seasons, fantasy seasons especially, and uh, were were instrumental for teams throughout the fantasy years. So those are the two guys I went with. All right. So, Nick, who do you have as, as uh, fantasy player of the year? Okay. So the batters that, I, that I'm going to go with is you have to go with Aaron Judge. For me, I mean, he's, he's almost going to – 
uh, well, he's he's almost got to break break the record. He's he's I think he's going to beat um, Maris. I don't I don't count the other guy. The other guy, I just don't count, count his. I don't count his stats because because he's not clean. Okay, so uh, Aaron Judge has got fit fifty five, and um, you know what? Batter, you could also go with Shohei as as well. But I have to agree with you. Um, you can go with Shohei for for pitcher. And are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I think the forgotten guy around here lately is is uh, Justin Verlander. Uh, he's got 16 wins and a 1.84 ERA. Uh, that's that's hard. That's hard to beat right now. That is that is the the best in in baseball. So um, I would go with Justin Verlander as as my AL pitcher. All right. So Dan, where you come in? Player of the year, fantasy baseball. Well, overall. It has to be Shohei Otani. I mean, he, it has to be. It has he, to be. in our in our league with our rules, he has eight hundred nine points. Aaron Judge is second among batters with five hundred thirteen, and Sandy Alcantara is second among pitchers in five hundred fifty four. Yeah. So the the value that Shohei Otani brings you is is unmatched. And he should be the first overall pick in just about every fantasy league, no matter what yeah, your rules are. If you're playing are. fantasy baseball next year and you have Shohei the first Otani. pick and don't take Shohei Otani, you should just quit right there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you should just give up on life. That's it. That's give up it. on life because it's it's not going to go well. Because That's- Shohei can get you in first place in all the regular season fantasy baseball. But when the playoffs come. <laughs> okay. You would go. At least say you had look to just like the Angels. <laughs> All right. So, all right. So, that's an easy pick for me too. Shohei Otani. Of course, I do have him. I I picked him, and and Dan, you mentioned all the all the reasons why he is. That's an easy pick. And so, uh, as far as the AL hitter, who is your AL hitter, Ben? Uh, I had Otani as my hitter. I had Dylan Cease as my pitcher, uh, just because I wanted to shake it up a little bit. Either way, Otani had to get one or both of them, so I wanted to recognize someone else. So uh, Dylan Cease was my pitcher. Otani I had as my hitter. Okay, and so uh, yeah, Nick, you've already said uh, who you've got going on over there. So Dan, your AL, let's see, uh, yeah, AL hitter is who? Well, I excluded Otani. He's just he doesn't fit any of these stereotypes we give to normal baseball players. He is just different. Uh my AL hitters, um Aaron Judge is the easy one, but the other one that I went with uh in terms of value is Jose Altuve. He went 49th in our league and he's up there in the top 15 in terms of fantasy hitters in points. And he's he's looked like the old Jose Altuve that that won an MVP. We can skip the talk about if he was wearing a buzzer and the trash can. Yeah, yeah. And, we're not going to get into that. That's yeah, that that's, that's been over, that's been oversaid. But he he's been great this year. And for the pitchers, uh, I'll mention the one guy that hasn't been mentioned so far. And that's Shane McClanahan. Mm-hmm. He was picked outside of the top 100 in our league, and he could win a he could win the Cy Young. And I know he's hurt, so is Verlander right now. But Shane McClanahan has been fantastic for the Rays. He started the All-Star game, didn't do too well, but it was well-deserved. And he he has given anyone that drafted him tremendous value. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, i got to go with Aaron Judge as my AL hitter for all the reasons you said. But also, you realize that Aaron Judge has 16 stolen bases? Mm-hmm. Right, 
that's more than than probably half, maybe three fourths of Major League Baseball players have don't have sixteen stolen bases. So he's done everything that could possibly be asked of him. Cedric Mullins and got so, thirty. Uh, <laughs> AL pitcher. Yep, go ahead, Nick. No, I, I said said Mullins got thirty. Okay. I'm not saying he leads every pitch, every hitter, but I'm just saying <laughs> for him having 16 stolen bases for a guy that has 55 home runs, hey, he's the complete package over there. Rowdy Telez uh, has one stolen base this season, by the way. Okay, so there he's bringing 15 on the stolen hot dogs. Oh, there, there we go. <laughs> all right, so all right, so uh, as far as the AL pitcher, I know he's hurt, and it's still got to be Justin Verlander to me. For all the reasons you said, Nick, he's got 16 uh, wins and uh, 170, uh, let's see, 154 Ks. And uh, he's certainly the comeback player of the year. There's no question there. And so uh, I'm going to go with uh, Justin Verlander. Uh, what about NL hitter? Vince, who do you have as your NL hitter of the year? Paul, Paul Goldschmidt. Um, he led the way. Cardinals are now in first place that have been for a couple weeks now. Uh, Goldschmidt just continues to, to just swing the bat, man. He's, he's, he's a phenomenal player. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's done everything except steal, okay? <laughs> 325, 35, 109 RBIs, 101 runs scored, and he was drafted 65th overall in our league. So you talk about value. He's bringing on the power right there. So, so uh, Nick, do you agree? Paul Goldschmidt, NL hitter, fantasy of the year. Yeah, I I'd have to, but you know what? You can't knock uh, Freddie Freeman either. So Freddie Freeman's right now hitting three three thirty one, and and he's got a he's got one hundred and eighty hits, lead lead the National League by by seven. So, uh, but to give a complete. Yes, that would have to be Goldschmidt. No way around it. So, Dan, are you going to make it four for four? I will. Paul Goldschmidt deserves the NL MVP this year. He'll probably get it, and it, he's he's been fantastic. But I do want to give a shout-out to Austin Riley, who yes. has been fantastic. 35 home runs, hitting 282. Uh, he deserves some credit uh, being picked around 50th. And then Christian Walker wasn't picked. In our fantasy league. Wasn't picked. Nope. Uh, I picked him up and then dropped him earlier <laughs> in the year. Uh, but he, 32 home runs, he's right up there with Matt Olson and Josh Bell in terms of total points. And that that that's a season that, that deserves recognition, and I just wanted to give it to him here on a podcast that will be heard by many. Okay. All <laughs> well, right. So. Shout out Kyle Schwarber because he's leading the National League in home runs. Okay, you got to get that Philadelphia shout in. I know that. Got to. So, okay, so now that we've done that, so Vince, what about NL pitcher? Uh, Sandy Alcantara. Uh, he had, uh, Nick mentioned him earlier, a phenomenal season. Miami is off the radar for most people, but Sandy has been uh, the ace uh, there in Miami. He's done a great job this season. Uh, you know, was it, I don't remember if it was, that wasn't Nate, but, um, anyways, one of the guys in our league was all in on the Marlins and I laughed at him when he took Sandy as early as he did, but, uh, that was his best pick of the year. And of course he, I think only won one game all season in fantasy, but, uh, Sandy was <laughs> not got the that one. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. 177 Ks, 1.01 whip. What else can you say about that? So, uh, uh, Dan. Who do you have as your pitcher of the year in the National League? Uh, it's boring, but it's Sandy Alcantara. He's been the best pitcher in baseball. That's that's just what it is, and he he, he deserves a Cy Young. Uh, I will give one shout-out to Zach Gallen, who went over 40 innings without allowing a run. That's right. He sure allowed did. a run today, but still turned in a quality start in Colorado. Six innings, three earned, 11 strikeouts. Still got you 28 fantasy points if you started him. He's been unbelievable since the All-Star break, and he he's a guy that, that that deserves some recognition. Yep, and, you know, Arizona's been a disaster, 
as far as a team all year, but they've got some players on their team that have fantasy value. And uh, just throw that in there, Dalton Varsho being one of them. Just throw that in there. All right, so Nick, your fantasy NL pitcher, go. I hate to say it, man. I hate to say it. Kyle Wright, 26 games played, 17-5, and 158.2 innings pitched, and – 154 strikeouts. How do you, how do you do better than that? So, uh, and his, and his ERA is at, where the hell is it? Uh, 3.23. So he's, I think he's, he is the top dog. I know I like Alcantara's numbers, but, uh, I like Kyle Wright's just a little bit more. Plus that he's on a winning team. So how do you, how do you not give him the MVP if he's not on a winning team? Well, I couldn't draft all the players, so if, yeah, he's on the winning team. But uh, yeah, Vince's so. team. But uh, <laughs> I don't remember if he's in our league or not. I've got him in one league at least, and he's been great. Okay. Love, love him all year. All right. So, what about uh, fantasy rookie? And this ought to be some pretty easy selections as well. And uh, so let's go to uh, Dan first. Who is your American League fantasy rookie of the year? Well, as much as I'd like to say Bobby Witt, because I picked him, uh, it's Julio Rodriguez. He was picked nine rounds after I picked Bobby Witt. And now he's getting you know $600 trillion from the Mariners <laughs> over the next 2,500 years. He's going to win Rookie of the Year. He'll probably get MVP votes. It looks like there's an MVP in his future. 2020 season, he, he could – Help the Mariners break the longest playoff drought in baseball. This guy's a superstar. And the fact that it's his first year, you almost forget that he's a rookie when you look at his numbers and you watch him play. He looks like a guy that's been playing at a high level for six years. Cause we've been we've heard about him for so for what seems like so long that it it, it feels like he's been doing it forever. But then you realize he's you know twenty years old and is going to be a dominant force in baseball for the next decade at least. All right. Nick, where do you stand? Uh, I'm going to go with Jeremy Pena, the the replacement for um, the guy that left uh, Houston, who who will remain nameless. Uh, okay. But uh, this year, uh, dude, he's he's got a line. Um, that in 287, 384, 598. So he just hit another, another home, home run last, last night. Uh, he's, he's keeping, he's keeping that, uh, lineup in, intact down in Houston. And, uh, Jeremy Pena, he would be my, he would be my vote for the rookie of the year. Okay. Vince, where do you stand? I think Julio Rodriguez is the right answer, but, uh, we'll throw out Steve Kwan, who came on and had massive fantasy impact this year. Adley Rutzman came on later uh, as a as a serviceable catcher, but Steve Kwan was just he. I mean, he came out of nowhere uh, in the fantasy baseball world and continues to produce even to this day. So I, I think Julio is the right answer, but I give Steve Kwan his props as well. Okay, so Julio is certainly the right answer because he's the only player in baseball that has twenty homers and twenty stolen bases. So there you have that. Okay, so what about NL rookie? Of the year, I'll start over with you, Vince. Who do you have? Michael Harris. Uh, great year good, when good he start, came on, and played really solid uh, baseball and good solid fantasy baseball as well. I got him in another league, um, in a league that I was really struggling in, and uh, he helped me out a ton. And uh, impressive, especially with ever all the injuries and different things going on in Atlanta throughout the year. Um, I love what he brought to the team. Okay, so Nick, who do you have? Mm. Um, you know what? He's he's not a popular pick, but uh I'm going to go go with Spencer Strider from okay. the from the Atlanta Braves. Uh I he's just right, right now he's got he's not 9 and 4, got 2.6 ERA and he's got 174 strikeouts. So, uh that's so that's pretty hard to uh contend with at least in my book as far as uh rookie of the year. All right, so Dan, who do you have? Well, I had Spencer Strider. You okay, know, so that's not an unpopular pick, Nick, because that's who I have as well. <laughs> oh, 183 strikeouts <laughs> in, in 120 and two-thirds innings. 
And the fact that he's only he's doing it using only two pitches <laughs> makes it even more impressive. He's 60% fastball, 38% slider. I don't know what he's throwing on the other 2%, but it's he, it's probably getting outs too. He, he's disgusting, and I'm very jealous that the Phillies can't just find pitchers that, that come up and, and strike out 14 batters per nine innings using two pitches. All right, so I'm with you. It's three out of four here with Spencer Strider, and uh, not just because he's on my team. All right, but uh, all right. So the last category we have, and I'm interested to see how this turns out because uh, we're going to anoint the disappointing fantasy player of the year. And so uh, let's go ahead, Dan. Your disappointing fantasy player of the year is. Well, it would be too easy to say Fernando Tatis Jr. Especially that's because I drafted him. That's who I have. <laughs> he, he he didn't play a game, and that's that's obviously disappointing. But I'll, I'll go to someone who did play a game and uh, didn't play any really well. Uh, Lucas Giolito. Uh, he was picked in the fourth round of our fantasy league. He was picked in the top five rounds in a lot of fantasy leagues, and he's he's really struggled five one eight ERA this year. He is 10 and 9 for a mediocre White Sox team, but as a guy that they were really counted on to lead that staff to to what they thought was going to be a pretty comfortable AL Central title, he's epitomized the the struggles the White Sox have had this year. And his struggles are 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 certainly part of the reason the White Sox have struggled this year. All right, Nick, so who do you have? Disappointing fantasy player. Uh, there's a couple of different players I can go to, but I'm going to choose one. I'm going to pick uh, Vince's old buddy, Josh Hader. Uh, right now, he's sitting there at two uh, two and five with a six six point twelve ERA. Uh, sure, he's got 31 saves on the year. He's got 70 strikeouts, but uh, you thought that he'd be a lot much more this this season. And then when he gets traded, he loses his starting role, uh, his uh, closer's role. So, so to me, that's that's highly di- disappointing in him. All right. So, Vince, who do you have? I got two guys down. Uh, one's Bobby Witt, and that's just because he was being, uh, you know, I don't know if it's his fault or not. He was being told told us to us that he was going to be the greatest thing in the world, and he ended up with a decent season at the end. I felt like he underachieved to the expectation. But my my probably first one would be Whit Merrifield, um, a guy that just struggled for a lot of this season. He's not doing horrible right now, but just, again, the expectation for him was so high. And uh, just I ended up trading him this year to Dan. Uh, but uh, And that worked out pretty well, I think, for both of we us. We talked honestly. about that on an episode that you were not on. Yeah. Ben, so. yeah. But I love Willie Adamas, so I'll take I'll, 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 I'll do that trade again. <laughs> Uh, but Tyler Anderson has <laughs> been great for me. Tyler Anderson has been awesome. Yeah, <laughs> he's been great. <laughs> so usually when it comes to disappointing player, uh, I discount players that were injured. That's not their fault. But this year I'm going to make an exception because Fernando Tatis first injured himself on a motorcycle. He probably shouldn't have been on in the first place. And then as soon as he was getting ready to come back, of course gets hits with the uh, suspension. Zero games played. And – uh there was a lot that was expected of him once he got back in that lineup. So because he made these boneheaded decisions, he is my disappointing player of the year. And so, uh, but Nick, you brought up Josh Hader and uh, Vince, I wanted yeah. to ask you because you and I had talked about, because uh, I had, as you're well aware, Josh yeah. Hader. Yeah. And then he went ultimate explosion, implosion, implosion. maybe both of them yeah. simultaneously. And I dropped him, and I said, "Hey, do you think anyone's going to pick it up? Pick him up? Would you?" And you said, "No, heck no." But yeah. you reversed yourself, and now he's on your team. So, what was it that changed your mind? Uh, he started scoring points. Um, his last four <laughs> outings: five points, eight points, one point, eight points. After his minus eleven against Kansas City, um, and that's once what he- broke my back, and that's when I yeah. said, "I got to, I got to, I got to cut it." Once he started putting some points on the board, I thought, well, my goodness, he's on a good team. He's going to get opportunities. So um, if he's going to get back to anywhere close to form, 
and I want him on my team here in the playoff push. I was not planning on picking up Hader. But like I said, he started to actually get some points, and I said, well, uh, I give give the guy a pat on the back and throw him on my team for this playoff push. All right, so we are uh, coming down the straight here. So, But I want to throw out some guys that uh, you guys are, are looking at possibly. So uh, let's go with uh, Vince. Who are you looking at possibly to pick up to help your team right now? So I, I'm going to go more with a. Don't worry, I'm not going to take them away from you. All right, so don't worry about. I'm going to go more with the philosophy this time, as opposed to specific players, Um, because like I talked about earlier, with the way the playoffs are, you just have to find the hot guy, whoever it is. You got to go get them. So if they're batting over 270 and they've got I don't know double digit RBIs in the last week, that's a guy I'm looking at. Um, If we got a pitcher that's going to come in, he's gotten three saves in the last last week. Well, obviously, I'm going to pick him up if he's there because there are some of those out there right now where guys have gotten injured, so other guys are filling in that closer role, stuff like that as well. So for, I'm not going to give you a specific player. I'm just saying every single day, multiple times a day, like Dan said, I'm scavenging on the on the waiver wire. Who's doing well? Who's doing you know much better than a guy on my, my roster? Cattell Marte might be available in the coming days. He's been on my roster all year. He might not make it through the playoffs on my team, uh, but if I can find someone else that's just hitting well, I picked up O'Neill Cruz was available in one league uh, because he started to hit again. And so those are the kind of guys I'm watching for, more so watching guys that get dropped from other guys that are trying to make moves and maybe trying to catch them dropping a guy before they should. Okay, so Nick, are you? Uh, would you agree with that philosophy that you're just going to pick up whomever or is there any players that you're – specifically targeting oh yeah uh any anyone that can help my team even even if i had got guys on my roster for the whole season and and they're starting on a serious downslide uh pick up the guys that are that are playing well i mean i mean there's guys i'm looking on espn guys don't even have pictures next to their names and they got you know plus 30 the last seven seven uh seven days plus plus 28 so again it's all about winning so you gotta, at times you gotta separate the name from the points. You know, you just go with that blind resume. Who, who has more points? Who's gonna get you closer to the, to the win? So go with them. All right. So Dan, you agree? No players you're specifically targeting, just who's hot? Absolutely. You, you throw out the season stat. Don't look at the season stats. What happened yeah, in May is that. not important. That is out. What's happening right now is what's important. And if a guy's hot, get him on your fantasy team. Albert Pujols is still hitting home runs. He hit hit his 697th today. He's a guy that I talked about a couple weeks ago. And he did. I wrote about him as well. So, yeah. He's still hitting. If, If guys are hitting or guys are pitching well, pick them up. They can help you. Don't be afraid to drop a guy like Josh Hader if he starts struggling or anyway. I I wasn't afraid and I dropped him. That's why he's parking his (laughs) rear over there on, on Vince's. (laughs) That's why he's now beating you in the fantasy playoffs. Right. So, you know, half of my team is guys that Kevin dropped throughout the season. (laughs) I just waited. As soon as Kevin dropped them, I went and grabbed them, man. I was right. I was just, I was waiting for the crumbs of Kevin Wilson's team. And knowing that they would, yeah, they would hate Kevin for dropping him. Because there's, yeah, because there's and, no meat yeah. left on the bone. So I texted, all, I texted all of the players and said, Kevin dropped you. I got, I'm playing them in playoffs this week. I need you guys to step it up. And boy, have they responded. <laughs> That's going to be the name of my team next year. The crumbs of Kevin Wilson's team. That's it. Uh, you just okay, coined it, Vince. So, you coined it. So, so if I'm hearing all of us correctly, there are no holds at this point in time. We're all in agreement with that? Yes. No, you can't afford yes, to. Yes. Season's okay, too short. So we can't, yeah, you cannot afford to do that, so there are no holds. And if you got guys that are not producing, they all need to uh, to go. And so, uh, as you're well aware, as you just mentioned, Vince, I lead the world in transactions. You're probably going to see 7,000 more of them coming up this week. Because I have to track you down some way or another, and so uh, yeah, so there are no loyalties, there are no uh, uh, 
as as you mentioned, Dan, season stats mean absolutely nothing at this point in time. And so, uh, so just get out to your waiver wire, see who's out there, who's going to help your team. Don't be afraid to make moves because, as we all, there may be no tomorrow. All right. So, having said, and I wanted to mention this one thing, Vince, that happened in our league. All right, where you had one guy who disbanded his team. Okay, and so if you're in a if you're a position where you're not playing fantasy base, you know the championships or whatever it is, please don't do that to your fellow, you know, league mates. Just have some little dignity and just you know take 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 your tail, go home, but don't do that. And I'm glad that you noticed that, Vince, because I went right back on there and I put him right back on his team. And so uh, don't... I saw some players pop up and I was like, whoa, what's he doing available? And, right. Uh, and then I looked at his roster and, and as you mentioned, Nick, he had a bunch of guys that had no face with their name. <laughs> okay. And that's fine if, if the guy, as you mentioned, had... You know, twenty four uh, fantasy points this week, but uh, if he's like the fifth outfielder on the Oakland A's, then that's not going to happen. And I bring this up because somebody is on Reddit. I, I I saw had that happen also in his league, and so please don't be a bad sport about this. this, this we're all playing this; it's supposed to be fun. And so, uh, I. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm kind of leading you know, us down to the final bell here on a downward you know, slide or whatever, but I just want to put that out there. Have fun. Let everybody do and enjoy this time of the season because this is, this is why we all play, right? Okay, so rant over. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are coming to the close of uh, another fine episode, if I do say myself. And um, and I had a cheering section right over here that's that's applauding right now. So, um, as we all know, Vince, you're out there. You're threatening your local media with your with your fine broadcasts that are going on. They're feeling the heat over there. So, tell us where we can also join in on your broadcasts that even bring more heat. Yeah, so me and my dad do one show a week. Uh, we go live on Wednesday nights, and it drops Thursday morning in the podcast uh, episodes. We're covering a lot of football stuff, and we cover baseball as it closes out as well. Um, so you can catch that at the Sports Stove podcast. And uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. Then I do a local hour every week as well, covering Eastern Kentucky University sports. Uh, Big-time football stuff going on. Just upset Bowling Green State University in seven overtimes this weekend. A phenomenal Ooh, game. Hey. Uh, head coach had a heart attack two weeks ago and was on the sideline uh, this week. He'll be coaching, I believe, this coming week, uh, trying to get him nailed down oh. for the show this week. Uh, but And then we're doing a live show uh, in Richmond, Kentucky. So if you're in the area, Saturday at noon, we'll be at Mad Mushroom Pizza doing a live tailgate show. It's the best EKU coverage around, and uh, we're proud of the work we put in and the content that we put out. So uh, come come and see us if you're around, sure for sure. I would certainly, you know, come join you if I was anywhere near where Richmond, Kentucky is. So if you're out there, get over there, support Vince. We're not concerned about local media. Okay. So there we have it. All right, Nick, we know you're in the TSS fantasy, which everybody that's involved in football is kicking in high gear, as we are well aware, because this is the first Sunday of, of NFL. But uh, where can we find you? What are you working on? out there all right so you can find me at like kevin said at tssfantasy.com you can find us on all your all your listening platforms if you've never seen the show before which i can't believe that you haven't no that, uh, that's inconceivable nick that's inconceivable I, really so uh we are a fantasy football show and we cover topics such as fantasy football uh now we're going into our our weekly breakdowns of uh what happened on sundays and we do we also play play game shows we have weekly guests and uh we have a lot of fun it's a kind of if uh kevin and uh vince can test this it's kind of an unconventional fantasy football show but it is a lot of fun tune in and if you ever like to be a guest hey shoot us a dm and uh again at tssfantasy.com 
on Twitter and at Penn Flanders on Twitter. All right. So, Dan, we know lots going on with the baseball and you're heavily involved with Belly Up. So where where are you working on? Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at DanDomico14. Uh, I'm definitely going to need to tune in to the TSS Fantasy Show this week as it looks like I'm going to go 0-3 in fantasy football in week one. Thank goodness fantasy baseball is going better. But I will definitely be tuning in to the TSS <laughs> Fantasy Show. But also, <laughs> follow Belly Up Baseball on Twitter uh, with the stretch run coming in, playoffs starting in less than a month. Uh, we've got a lot of good stuff ready to go, and we'd love for you to join us there. Yeah, so it's a good thing that even though uh, Vince says you're beating me in in in, in the in baseball, but because uh, uh, in the league that you and I are in, Vince, my opponent had Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills defense, so I was skating downhill before <laughs> I even got out of the, the car out of the garage. So, so thankfully we have fantasy baseball. I'm in another league, and unlike. Me playing you, I am easily winning that matchup, so I will be in the championship. So, so I have something to look forward to, even though if you do prevail. So, I'm in three so baseball leagues. That's yeah, right. I'm in the two of them. I, I'm looking like I'm headed towards the championship, and the third one, I did not make the playoffs. Okay, so, but you can find me on on Twitter at Kevin six two W I L S E A, and of course, uh, we have the uh, the Sunday morning preview show on uh, this same network at uh, comes on at 11 a.m. As Vince says, where time began. And so you can catch me there. And uh, I've got articles on the Belly Up Fantasy site. There are still some baseball articles that you might find useful over there. So there's a lot going on in Belly Up, especially in football. There's shows going on. Basketball is getting ready to ramp up. So you definitely want to make sure you get over to both sites. There's two sites, Belly Up the regular main site, and then you got the Belly Up Fantasy site, which is the side that I'm on. And uh, just just click on stuff and, and see what you can find. And so uh, it'll, it'll be definitely worth your time. And you don't have to pay, and I, I, I shot this out because now you've got uh, ESPN, you know, ESPN Plus, yay. But you have to pay extra for that. So, you know, forget that. Get over to Belly Up. You don't have to pay. There's no charge, so and it's great content. All right, so there we go. And uh, wishing everybody a great week out there. And uh, we will see you next week. Any final words? Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.